0: Welcome everyone to Debt Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz from Walking Dead Now. want to welcome all of our viewers tonight. hope everyone's having a good Monday. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at debttalklive.com. And if you haven't already done so, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you have not yet done so. And if you're there right now, We would always appreciate if you click the thumbs up button on this broadcast. So like I said, I hope everyone's enjoying their Monday evening. Uh, I know in some places where you guys are watching, it's morning. If it is, I hope you're enjoying your Tuesday morning. We have Cece Weezy with us on YouTube. Khaleesi is joining us. Summer is with us. Lindsey Sparks is with us. On the Instagram side, we have Moni Alligator. Junior walter has joined us uh welcome to all you guys uh vinnie is with us taco bell ever is giving us a thumbs up as is lou a lot of smiley love hearts coming up and love faces thank you so much guys for joining me tonight uh just a reminder uh, we are being joined tomorrow by lorenzo james henry who played chris Uh, for the first two seasons on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, He's going to be right here with us on Dead Talk Live. Chris was a character that you either loved or hated. Uh, Definitely not a character that you were meant to feel indifferent to. And Lorenzo did an amazing job uh, portraying uh, and giving us Chris on the screen. And I'm really looking forward to talking to him tomorrow and have him share with us uh, his experiences on the show and what he did to bring us the character of Chris on Fear. So, Fear. Oh, my God. Uh, Yesterday was the Season 6 premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, and it was amazing. There is no other word to describe it. It was absolutely phenomenal. Not only is it the best episode of uh, Fear the Walking Dead to date, it has to be in my top 10 list of Walking Dead Universe episodes to date. That's That's how much of an amazing episode the premiere was last night. And I've been hearing this since last night, messages, today... I haven't heard one person say a single negative thing about last night's season premiere to Fear the Walking Dead. I uh, sent a message to Michael Satrazimus after I saw the episode yesterday, congratulating him on an amazing job. He directed uh, the episode uh, and he replied back thanking me. And said that this season coming up is, quote-unquote, a big one uh, for Fear the Walking Dead. And I also created a social media post yesterday giving my hats off to both Michael and Lenny James, who, of course, plays Morgan, uh, who did a fantastic job uh, yesterday on the premiere as well. Uh And before we go any further, yeah, we got Killer Morgan back. We do. But it's not the same Killer Morgan that we have come to know in the past. Uh, In the past, we have seen Morgan just be full out, you know, when he gets into his killer mode, really be off his rocker. And that's what drives him to kill the enemy. And in some instances, like in Season 3, doesn't matter who the person is, friend or foe, he was his job was to clear, as was the title of the episode that we saw him in, in Season 3. This is a different Morgan, okay? This is a Morgan who is in his right frame of mind, is definitely mission-oriented, much wiser, Uh, A lot more experience under his belt. And uh, that ending scene where he tells uh, Ginny, Virginia, that Morgan Jones is dead. That's exactly the message that he's relaying on to her. We're going to see a Morgan that we have never seen before. The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead... We are getting a completely new Morgan. Like I said, wiser, experienced, in his right frame of mind, but it is willing to kill. He's had enough of this. Uh, You know, him and his group on fear have spent so much time and energy uh, trying to save people. And for a nutbag like Virginia to come along and to take that all away from them. He's not going to stand by. I mean, when we saw him in the beginning of the episode, he, he was a mess. He was a mess. Uh, that water tower that he was preparing was for grace. Okay. Uh, and then he meets up with the, uh, ranger ...who left Ginny's army... ...you know, he would not give up on him... Uh, ...we find out later on in the episode... ...that he was bit... ...he knew his time on this earth was limited... ...and he never gave up... ...he brought Morgan back... Uh, ...the guy had his baby... ...they named the, the, the baby girl after Morgan... ...which I thought was nice... ...and that battle... Uh, ...between the bounty hunter... ...and Morgan... Oh, man. Epic. It was epic. And I'm glad that the bounty hunter was there for a single episode. And not someone that we're going to have to see on and off throughout this season. We saw him. He was a ruthless bastard. Uh, He was a killer. Stone-cold killer. No doubt about that. And uh, Morgan got him, he got him. Uh, Morgan did not have an interest in uh, taking care of himself. When the, uh, the guy asked, you know, told him that he can remove the, the, the bullet fragments from his uh, shoulder, he didn't want no part of that. That's why he had the red eyes, because he, uh, he was being poisoned. Uh, He had these bullet fragments in him for uh, well over five to six weeks. As Morgan explains it, he lost track of time. His body was being poisoned, and those bullet fragments had to come out. And before the guy died, he he operated on Morgan, and he got those fragments out. Then, of course, the red eyes went away. He healed, and when Morgan drops his stick and picks up the axe. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be his new weapon of choice. Uh, he might go with both, you know, the stick and the axe. Either way, Morgan, it's a new Morgan. It's epic. Uh, I am at a loss for more words beyond what I just said. I am really looking forward to the rest of this season. Uh, it's going to be more like what we saw yesterday, and like, I, like we've been saying on this show, the articles we've been reading, Season 6 of Fear the Walking Dead is going to be done in a anthology style. That means each episode is going to be focusing on a single or two, three characters at the most um, at a time. So we may not see Morgan again for another three episodes, maybe. Or we might, if we do, it's going to be a little glimpse here and there. Now we get to move on to see what life is like inside Virginia's walls. Uh, For the first time, we're going to get to see what it's like inside. Next week, let's see who the character is. Let's see if it's going to be... Uh, John or June. Remember, they all got split up. There is no two of them together. Hell, she even split up uh, Daniel and Skidmark, his cat. They're not even together anymore. Uh, Everyone's been split up. So that's how we're going to see, you know, whichever character is going to be on the next episode. Let's say it's Alicia. We get to see what she's... What her life is like, and um, and then we're going to find out about John. Luciana was already part of her, uh, you know, Luciana back in season five, at the end of season five, gave herself up to Virginia in a deal that would let her friends go. So, I mean, amazing things, amazing things are yet to come. I want to read what you guys are saying so let me just scroll through the chats here uh cc wheezy writes that episode was up there with clear and here is not here Lindsay sparks on facebook writes oh my god i watched fear the walking dead morgan kicked ass um stone walkers writes oh hell i'm pumped morgan uh is with us on facebook from south mississippi welcome Teresa. Um, Tom is also with us on Facebook. Khaleesi says, uh, My favorite line last night Morgan Jones is dead. You're dealing with someone else now. And it, I love that line. It was perfectly put. Perfectly put. Sylvia is with us from North Carolina. Uh, Stone Walker replies Best line Morgan's ever had. I agree. And, uh, you know, when we were watching the episode yesterday, uh, in the first several minutes, we see that the walkers are ignoring, uh, Morgan. And, of course, we start asking, what the hell is going on? Very quickly in the episode, we find out that it's, uh, it's the wound that he has in his shoulder. it's gone infected, gangrene, which is, uh gangrene basically means uh, the dying of the flesh the flesh around the wound was dying it was literally dead skin and that was enough to mask Morgan's smell to the walkers and that's why they just passed him by and he can go in and out of places which is a big reason as to why uh, that ex-ranger of Ginny's wanted Morgan to come back with him because the place where they were holed up in had become surrounded by walkers and he could not get through them by himself. He just couldn't do it. So that's why he needed Morgan. Uh, so that's why the, the walkers were ignoring Morgan. There is luckily no immunity storyline. As I said, you know, In our last episode that would really be a bad idea Uh, I didn't think they were gonna go that way anyway and they didn't thank God Uh, just overall an amazing amazing episode Um, I mean we're gonna be talking more about it as we go on today we're also going to be talking about world beyond and the uh, episode 2 that we got yesterday as well of World Beyond, which I am immensely enjoying. We got a backstory yesterday to Felix and how uh, what happened between him and his parents when his dad found out that he was gay, kicked him out of the house. And even in the as the apocalypse was breaking out, Felix went back home to try to save his parents. There were still... Not wanting anything to do with him. And uh, we find out that they end up dying in their house. uh, Locked away, boarded up. Nobody ever came to rescue them, obviously. They never got out. They died in their house. Whether it's from lack of food, from what we could see on the outside... It just appeared to be just the two of them, his mom and dad, inside that house. So, it doesn't look like the house got overrun by walkers. The doors were still locked. And even after ten years of them being trapped in that house as walkers and Felix going back while Huck was sleeping to... Finish them off. He couldn't do it. He couldn't go. He couldn't go inside. He couldn't bring himself uh, to go inside that house and kill his parents, even after what they have done to him. Uh, and it was cold, man. It was cold. The way his dad treated him, just kicking him out of the house. You ask yourself, "Wow, does this really still happen in this day and age?" And I guess it does. I guess it does. Um, And it was heartbreaking to see, you know, this uh, teenager getting thrown out. But he was a survivor, and it's a big part of who Felix is now. So very interesting backstory that we got into Felix. I'm really curious about Huck's backstory, you know, and that scar that she has on her face then, of course, we have the teens, you know, uh, we have Iris, we, uh, we have Hope, we have Silas and Elliot and their journey and their trek. Uh, like I mentioned on uh, Saturday or Friday, uh, it really looks to me, it's, it's like the movie Stand By Me meets, you know, World Zombie and it's great. We, as the viewers, having watched The Walking Dead for all these years, know what awaits these uh, teenagers on their journey. They have no idea. Their characters have no idea. They they do not have an inkling of the dangers that they are going to face. But they're going to find out. They're going to get a big crash course. On uh, what life outside the walls of their colony is, and I'm just fascinated to see how the rest of this season plays out. I am really enjoying World Beyond immensely, immensely. But the star of the show yesterday was Fear. It was it was by far the big news yesterday, and how amazing of a you know episode Fear is. Uh, Let's see what you guys are saying Uh, uh, Saz is asking about the key which uh, Which we saw in fear. Uh, I don't know. I don't know and I do want to clear Well not clear because I don't know for a fact but uh, going back to Morgan and how he mentions what happened to him After he got shot, he got shot. He was being uh, surrounded by walkers. And the next thing he remembers is he hears gunshots. He hears the walkers going down. And he blacks out. He wakes up the next day. uh, Somebody taking care of his wounds. Obviously not performing the surgery he needed and removing the bullet fragments. But somebody patched him up. You know, uh, and left him a note. Uh, and I have exactly what the note says. Uh, the note says, You don't know me, but I heard your message. You need to do the same. You still have things left to do. Now, for me, there is no doubt in my mind. I know exactly who wrote that note. And it's Sherry. Uh, Sherry, I don't I mean, for me, personally... There's not a shred of doubt. I heard some people mention, oh, it might be Madison. It's not Madison. There's no way in hell it's Madison. It's Sherry. Because we know for a fact, uh, Dwight's wife, Sherry, is coming to fear this season. So what that tells us is that Sherry is very close to, you know, Morgan's group before they got taken by Ginny. She's been watching the tapes. She's been following them. Why has she not approached them yet? I don't know. Uh, We're going to find out. But I have no idea why she's uh, holding back. Remember, we still have to meet those people with the white masks that we've been getting teased with in trailers and in pictures. We have no idea what they are about. Some articles have theorized that they are a group that is opposed to Virginia's way of doing things, which would make them, you know, have the same mission as Morgan and the people that are currently inside Virginia's colonies. Uh, Either way, we have no idea. We don't know if Sherry is with them. Uh, It's a lot of questions to be answered, and it's going to be unfolded. Over the next 15 episodes. And I'm just thrilled. Uh, And it looks like. After we finish the first part of Fear. The first part of the season. The first eight episodes. That we are going to get the second half. uh, As scheduled. Because they are filming. Uh, They are filming uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. So I see no reason why. After the. The first eight episodes end, which will be the end of November. We're going to get our usual winter break, which is going to last about two months. And then Fear is probably going to resume again either the first or second Sunday in February for the final eight episodes. So I don't see any delays for the next uh, 15 episodes of *Fear the Walking Dead*, it's gonna be it's gonna proceed as scheduled. And man, lots of questions. Sherry, uh, the people with the white masks. What is what is life actually like uh, inside Virginia's colonies? Let's compare it to the Saviors that we that we know and seen on *The Walking Dead*. We know how Negan ran things. How are they going to spice things up and not have Virginia be an exact mirror image of Negan and how he did things? There has to be some different things. What is this grandiose plan? Negan was not, didn't really talk much about the future. Okay? Negan was not you know, oh, this is for the future, it's not for yesterday, it's not for today. Negan was about he, Negan was about the present, okay? Let us save you in his sick, twisted, demented way. Uh, you give us half your shit, and we will protect you. We will keep you alive. That was Negan's mentality. How are they going to make Virginia different? What, what are they gonna do to separate Virginia from being a mirror image of Negan? That's something that I'm very curious about. And what is she really doing? Why, what are her methods? Uh, why does she have people split up? With Negan, all the saviors uh, were either in their sanctuary, or in various, you know, several outposts. Virginia, I believe she said they have like 897 pioneers, which is more than what the Saviors had. So Negan, I mean, sorry, uh, Virginia has a big-ass army. Uh, Well, not all of them are her rangers, but she has a lot of people uh, under her belt. So, what is she doing with them? What is her plan for the future? Uh, That even Logan himself told Morgan and the others that she has a way of doing things. You're not going to like them, but she is doing it for the future. So, I'm really curious to find out what her sick, twisted idea is on how she is going to rebuild the future for mankind. Let's see what's going on on Instagram. uh, Thank you guys for all the love hearts on Instagram. Um, uh, Beb writes, Elton, Hope, Celius, Iris, Huck, and Felix. I love. They are interesting, very good characters. Uh, Also writes, Fear the Walking Dead with lots of love hearts. Marco is waving at us on Instagram from Italy uh is from venezuela uh janat is giving us a thumbs up Davina a lot of smiley love faces and says love megan uh darmat is also waving at us barbara is uh also smiling at us 17 rock bro is also waving welcome to all you guys on instagram let's see what's going on on the uh YouTube, Instagram, uh, sorry, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter side. Yep. Uh, CC Wheezy in regards to Felix's parents. Some people are just ignorant. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, Stone Walker writes Isn't Strand a gay character? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We found that out way back in season two. Uh, Star Guitar says World Beyond was a little slow, but it was still good. They're still building it up. They're still building it up. Uh, Stonewalker says, why does everyone hate Elton? That's the first time I'm hearing that. I like Elton. Uh, So does Saz. Uh, So does Summer. That's the first time I ever heard any bad things about Elton. Elton is great. Elton is somebody in that group that is needed in that group. He has a completely different take. On the world that he is growing up in from the rest of them and that's why you see Hope and Elton bonding because Hope is really uh, curious to pick his brain to get his take on what the world is like she sort of has an idea what her take is and she doesn't know what to really make of it so she really, that's why we saw a lot of Elton and Hope talking in this second episode of World Beyond. Uh, Stonewalker writes, Sherry's the one in the mask. Uh, if you're talking about the white masks, we don't know. Uh, Star Guitar writes, Elton is by far the best character, but I want Silas to talk. We need his backstory. And there's a little article that I have here. Well, I don't have it here, but I I read a little piece today that when we do get Silas, I keep calling him Silas, when we do get Silas's backstory, it's it's gonna be dark. Uh, his backstory is a is a dark one, so very curious to see what that's gonna be about. Daniel on YouTube writes, I miss Madison so much. I do too. Uh, Stone Walker writes, he probably got bullied or mistreated. Uh, let's see. Star Guitar writes, or maybe he's just a little socially awkward. Danielle Silas is a very quiet person. And some say it's the quiet ones you have to look out for. Which makes me wonder if he's a spy for another community. No, I don't, know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I just don't see that. Saz writes, I hate Virginia, a Negan wannabe. <laughs> and we saw that in Dwight's reaction in the finale of season five, where he tells Morgan that he knows what it's like to live under a person like um, Virginia. And he was, of course, referring to Negan. And Dwight not wants no part of that. He wants no part of it. That's not something that he has any interest he would literally die rather than go back to anything that resembled the sanctuary or negan's way of doing things uh so and i don't blame him either uh let's see what do you got you guys are mentioning daniel uh maybe he's related to eugene Daniel, that would be something. Uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, Stone Walker writes, uh, Virginia gets under my skin. Well, that's what she's supposed to do. And uh, Colby, uh, who plays Virginia, she's doing an amazing job. Corey Adams says Morgan is going to go Rambo on uh, Jenny. Now, if you're in Morgan's shoes, okay? Right now, you're just one guy. The rest of your people, which, what, numbers 40? is under Virginia's lock and key. This is not going to be, you know, Morgan going face-to-face combat. And that's why we said in the beginning of this show that we have a much wiser Morgan now. Uh, A Morgan who's back to being a killer, but is sane, rational, more experienced, a better thinker. And he's going to have to find a way... To defeat a very large army with by well right now it's just him uh does he come across sherry first that seems more likely to me that he comes across sherry uh she finds him or he finds her she might keep her identity as her being as you know herself being dwight's wife a secret from morgan at the beginning i have no idea I have no idea, but he is going to run across people that are going to help, and what about the woman who just gave birth, obviously she's a new mom, I think Morgan is just going to keep her safe, keep her behind that dam, uh, bring supplies for her while he goes off and try to bring his friends back and liberate everyone else from under uh, Virginia's thumb, you know? Gypsy Road is well with us. Welcome, Gypsy. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so, let's see. Celeste writes uh, from Genitar. Uh, Gypsy writes, I'm giving World Beyond a thumbs up. Yep, it's awesome. So, let's get to some articles that I have in relation to uh, yesterday's, of course, two episodes that we saw. Now the first one is Fear the Walking Dead boss explains why season 6 made such a big format change. Over the years The Walking Dead has gone from a television show to a massive on-screen franchise. The zombie apocalypse will continue through spin-offs and movies with Fear the Walking Dead marking the first side project of its kind. The spin-off is currently in its whopping sixth season on AMC with no signs of slowing down. Season six of Fear is making a major change to its format uh, with showrunner Ian Goldberg recently explained this pivot. In the sixth season in the air, Fear of the Walking Dead is going to be functioning more as an anthology series with each episode more disconnected ...from a major overarching plot. This will open new storytelling opportunities up... ...but it's definitely going to be an adjustment for fans... ...who didn't expect such a departure. Showrunner Ian Goldberg opened up about this process... ...alongside with fellow showrunner Andrew Shambliss... ...saying it's something we got really excited with the anthology format... These really are 16 movies. They focus on one or two or three characters and have their own identity, their own tone, their own world, while at the same time building to a more cumulative narrative like Andrew mentioned. Uh, Part of the fun of it is we can use these episodes as windows into different communities of Virginia which are their own little worlds onto themselves and it also allows us to tell these uh, intimate, emotional stories of what our characters are going through inside these worlds. Uh, While Fear the Walking Dead will be making a departure from its usual format, it looks like this change has been energizing for those involved in the zombie drama and as such, fans will be treated to a different type of storytelling between the all-too-familiar apocalypse. Just how this all shakes out remains to be seen. Uh, Ian Goldberg's comments to Digital Spy show how much is changing for Fear the Walking Dead in Season 6. The spin-off is, uh, has consistently presented bold narrative choices throughout the course of its run. On AMC, the location and starring cast is constantly changing with main characters dying even more frequently than the original series. So there's no telling what's in store for this new season of Fear. The sixth season started uh, last night with the premiere called The End is the Beginning. Ian Goldberg and Andrew Shambliss wrote the episode In addition to serving as showrunners, the episode picked up uh, on Lenny James, Morgan, with the fate of the rest of the cast left ambiguous for the time being. While fans will have to wait before seeing what happened to the other survivors, the season 6 premiere was a deep dive back into Morgan's point of view. In addition to fear, the horror franchise will continue with the main Walking Dead series as well as many more spinoffs. Now, what did you guys think about, like, uh, I think Saz mentioned that key, those guys writing on what turned out to be a submarine, that was a submarine, that they were spray painting, the end is the beginning, uh, and this key thing... Uh, and those guys waiting for that key, uh, I have no idea what the whole significance is behind that key uh, that our supporting character had on last night that Morgan took. No idea what that can be. No idea what those two guys are up to, who they're with. They could be a part of the mass group because we know we are getting another group uh, that we don't know if they're good or bad or whatever. Uh, I thought it was really cool that there were spray painting The End is the Beginning on the side of a submarine. Don't see that very much on TV these days. Um, Gypsy writes, that's good to hear about season 6 because I'm just not into uh, it, but World Beyond has the uh, stand-by-me feeling, so I'm enjoying it a lot. And just before you came on Gypsy that's exactly what I compared it to I met, I compared World Beyond to Stand By Me meets the zombie apocalypse um, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook also writes yep I'm also wondering about the key CC Weezy writes and how did that guy uh, Walter end up with the key you know I don't know a lot of questions right there a lot of questions Welcome to all the new people who have joined us on Instagram. TC Bay has joined us. Jade is uh, with us. Basam has joined us. Welcome to all you guys. So, let's get on to the next article, which is Fear the Walking Dead's Lenny James talks Morgan's fate in the Season 6 premiere. After a cold open that introduced a new potential threat By way of the uh, episode's uh, phrase, The End is the Beginning, Fear of the Walking Dead provided a more clear update on Morgan's unexpected whereabouts with the start of Season 6. Left shot and bleeding in Season 5 finale, Morgan managed to survive more than a month after that particular night and the gangrenous nature giving him those red eyes also gave him the somewhat miraculous advantage of not being targeted by Walker. Lenny James, another fear of the Walking Dead cast members, recently spoke with Cinema Blend and other outlets about the first few episodes of season six, and the actor talked about how much he enjoyed the different and new ways Morgan has been used from season to season. When asked about Morgan's Carol-esque turn in the season six premiere, I never really compared him to Carol at all. Watching yesterday's episode, uh, for me it was Morgan. Morgan, I, I can't compare Morgan to any other character on the Walking Dead universe, because he is, you know, we. He was there since the pilot. Yeah, we only saw him in three episodes for the first five seasons. I've never compared Morgan to anybody else. I've compared other characters to Morgan, but never vice versa. Anyway, when asked about the Carol-esque turn in the season six premiere, during which he actively tried to avoid Isaac's assistance and companionship, here's how Lenny James answered. Well, it's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to say it. I enjoyed it, really. I'm constantly surprised that we're coming up with new ideas for Walkers. I am constantly surprised that we're coming up with new characters that fit in our story. And like I said before, I am constantly surprised with the challenges that Morgan presents me. I think that the fact that he could walk amongst the walkers, as it were, I took it as like it was a superpower. And in reality, it was. A superpower that would have eventually killed him, but nonetheless a superpower. I was like, well, this is new, and I just relished it. As to his journey to the end, I'm always looking for what is the truth, of this guy and his journey and his truth at that particular moment in time? Is he believing that he's lost everything and that his belief that he can't die is being tested right now? But uh, but does he believe that he has a purpose, that there's a reason why he's in this limbo, this place between life and death, and he's there to make something safe for grace which is what we see him doing in the water tower that's all that's there that's all there that is left for him because he can feel himself dying so i mean that's how i saw it and that's how i kind of tackled it i cannot lie morgan's water tower abode was pretty badass as somewhat as um as somewhat hard as it is to believe that it exists And if he made that all happen in part to make sure Karen David's grace has a safe and sound place to call home at some point in the future after she returns to the show then it's that much more of a bummer that it got demolished by Demetrius Gross's short-lived Josiah LaRue of course he's also being motivated by his mystery savior that saved him from the walkers and patched up his wounds. Who I said, my opinion, I really believe it's Sherry. Much as he may have wanted to fight against the instinct at first, Morgan went along with the secret hiding uh, Isaac to find his pregnant wife, which definitely served as a surrogate situation for the pregnant Grace. Plus, it got Morgan to go buck on a bunch of walkers at the same time. And on top of all that, Isaac reversed Morgan's death wish, death wish by taking the infection causing bullet out of his body before it went the whole nine yards and turned him into a walker. Unless what he said was legit and Morgan Jones is dead now... Fear of the Walking Dead Season 6 is obviously starting later than usual seasons due to the pandemic. Uh, It was supposed to start over the summer at some point. Obviously, it's taken its place. Right now is when we would normally be getting the Walking Dead Season premiere, but we're getting Fear as the Walking Dead Season 11 is delayed. Uh, So anyway... You know, uh, during the aforementioned press event, I asked Lenny James how he felt about having to keep Morgan's fate a secret for around six months longer than he usually had to keep premiere episode secrets. And he answered with, it's a weird one, really, because I was fine with keeping the secret, except at times when you have to talk about the episodes where you have to do interviews and doing all of that and I remember doing it might have been San Diego comic-con and I was on with Coleman and Alicia and they were asking about the new season and what was happening and I found that I could say absolutely nothing and it was Alicia who went you can't say anything can you and I went nope I can't that's Uh, kind of when it hit me i'm glad we can talk about it now just because i think it's an interesting addition to the morgan story it's a good kind of kickoff on who he's going to be this season and what he's going to become and where he is going to go it has been tricky but it's always been tricky in this particular universe I learned very quickly and very early on when I went back to The Walking Dead and they stuck me in the middle of nowhere and made everybody everybody around me sign NDAs. Those are non-disclosure agreements. Basically to make sure that nobody reveals... This is when he came back in season 5. They made everybody who knew, who absolutely had to know that he was there They all had to sign a separate non-disclosure agreement to make sure that that secret doesn't get out. Uh, They take uh, keeping secrets very seriously here, so I'm kind of well-practiced, but this was a tricky one, that's for sure. Considering this first episode focused entirely on Morgan's storyline, to the point where a baby was named after him, It intentionally left a whole lot of unanswered questions about the key that Josiah had around his neck, as well as what's happening with most of the other characters in this show. Now that Virginia knows for sure that Morgan is alive and capable of beheading others, it'll be interesting to see how she reacts. She looked a little too scared for her own good in my eyes. And I agree. When she got to that box that had Morgan's head supposedly in it before she opened it and she had a smile that, hey, you know, this pain in my ass is finally done with and out of the way. And when she opened that box and that freaked out look that she had on her face, uh, seeing that it was her bounty hunter's head, Instead of Morgan and her realizing that it was Morgan that did that. Uh, And I was really surprised that she basically told him on the radio that, you know what, that's fine. You don't have to be dead as long as the. And that's when he, you know, I did see that look of fear in Virginia's eyes. Like, damn. You know, he's still alive. He's out there somewhere. I haven't been able to find him for well over a month. What the hell is going to happen? But, you know, she tried to play it off all cool and cocky. This is where she falls short in regards to Negan's character. Because Negan, as we all know, always had uh, a smart-ass remark to say. Uh... Negan really showed any kind of, never showed any kind of fear, especially when he was around his saviors. Uh, With Virginia, she's a lot more emotional, and she definitely had a look of fear on her face. Uh, Now that she absolutely has no idea that the Morgan that she has been watching on tape all this time, the Morgan who has been dead set on saving lives has now reversed and is starting to kill people that put the fear of God in her as it should it should because she doesn't even know I mean she doesn't even know as we the viewers do of what Morgan Jones is capable of and he's capable of a lot Uh, so let's see uh, Khaleesi writes, she did look scared. Yeah, CC Weesey also says, she shook. Definitely shook. Uh, So, let's see. Uh, Oskash is giving us a thumbs up. Gyro is also giving us a thumbs up on Instagram. Welcome to you guys on Instagram. Uh, So, let's see what else we got for you guys. Um, Well, of course, here's another fear article. I'm just looking at the time. Damn. Uh, let me see. Let me see because we only have 10 minutes left and I have all this different, you know, interesting articles. So let me see if I could skim through some of these. Uh, so I do want to read a little bit of this next one because it's about what really is going on under Virginia's rule. The Unfortunately, the fifth installment of episodes uh, proves to be divisive, with many taking issue with a more episodic, character-driven format. The first half of the series took the form of spotlights and individual characters. Uh, Ahead of the new season, showrunners Andrew and Ian have lifted the lid on what fans can expect to see, and it sounds like the newly separated group will will face plenty of hardships, and season five was all about taking these characters to a place to kind of, you know, pull them down. And we wanted to have them strive for hope, strive to build a world that they could believe in, a world that they could have thought could be better than the apocalypse that we will always see. And that's why we've always been interested in exploring what happens when you try to do something that you really believe, believe in where you're trying to create a world that's better than what you currently have, and then that's all gets taken away from you, as it did at the end of Season 5. It's like bringing these characters as close as we could to the sun to have them fall, and fall really hard. Goldberg continued, they are now in a situation where they are under Virginia's rules, her morals, her laws, and her values so what we're exploring this season is the idea of family and how do you navigate life when you've been separated from the people who have become your family and also who do you become when you're living under someone else's rule. He concluded this season's we're going to see our characters tested in ways that they perhaps have never been tested before, and it's going to test whether they can still hold on to those people that they fought so hard uh, to become in Season 5, or if being under Virginia's rule is going to change them and what it will ultimately do to them both as individuals and as a family apart and together. And that's an interesting point. You know, for the last several seasons, we have been watching this group on Fear the Walking Dead be all about saving people. Uh, Now that they're facing a, a, a bona fide bad person, that's what fear has really been lacking, is a bona fide antagonist. And finally, we got one in Virginia, and even with Logan... He wasn't an antagonist. Uh, They would meet up in the middle of the roads and have conversations with one another. Yeah, they would have their guns pointed, but, you know, nothing ever came of that. Now that they're facing a bona fide uh, antagonist, what is that going to do to them? And the values that we've been seeing them try to build, fight, hold on to, and spread to others... Are they going to turn into vicious killers? Uh, Is that what's going to need to to happen in order to defeat someone like Virginia? And in my opinion, the answer to that question is yes. That is who they need to become. Unless they can stage some kind of huge revolt where not only the people living under Virginia's rule turn against her but also her rangers that's the hard part as with any kind of coup you got to get the military behind you and convincing virginia's military if she is smart as we've seen her to be smart she knows that she is going to give the best treatment to her rangers because those are the last people that you want to have a gripe against you. But then we have Isaac, who that we saw in the premiere yesterday, who was a ranger and left. So we know that she does have her weak spots when it comes to her militia. And uh, maybe that's something that the people that are stuck inside Virginia's colonies right now can use to their advantage and try to get a coup going. If that doesn't happen, if you don't get uh, Virginia's, at least the majority of Virginia's military, militia, whatever you want to call them, on your side, then it's going to be a bloody war. It's going to be just like All Out War in Season 8 of The Walking Dead. There's no other way around it, and it's going to be very interesting to see how what's that going to do to Alicia, Strand, Daniel, I'm not worried about Daniel. Daniel uh, has been doing this well before the apocalypse, as we all know. But Charlie, you know, who's still uh, a teenage girl. And and June and John and on and on. Uh, anyway, before we end tonight, there... Uh, there is mention we've all talked about the anthology Tales of the Walking Dead that is going to come out after 2022 when the original Walking Dead airs its final episode and you know and we're left with the Daryl and Carol spin-off Fear, World Beyond the movies and also Tales of the Walking Dead. There's an article that we might get an episode about Skidmark Daniel's cat we might get we might get a backstory on Skidmark. Now you know in the last minute or two that we have left here, who here wants to see with a thumbs up? Show me a backstory to Skidmark and how you know she came to be Daniel's cat. I think it's I think it's great for them to focus on the pets of the Walking Dead, and of course we got two big ones. Uh, we got Skidmark. And I know from talking to you guys every night, we would all love to see a backstory to Shiva. Our favorite CGI tiger in the Walking Dead universe. So, I doubt that's going to be an episode where Skidmark and Shiva are together. Because uh, big cats and little cats don't quite get along so well. (laughs) But I I think that would be great. I think it would be freaking fabulous to see a backstory on Skidmark. And as we've discussed before, get a backstory, uh, with Ezekiel and Shiva. Ezekiel with uh, Shiva just before the apocalypse broke out. As the apocalypse was breaking out and how Ezekiel saved Shiva, uh... And she became; they became best friends. I would love that. Khaleesi on YouTube writes, "I absolutely love the father-daughter relationship with the between Daniel and Charlie." Oh my God, that is so great. It was so heartbreaking in the finale of season five when they split those two apart, and uh, they took Charlie away from Daniel, and Charlie was just freaking out. And Daniel said, "It, you know, I will find you. I will find you. And poor Daniel, And They took Charlie away from him. And they took Skidmark. Why separate the cat from the guy? I mean, really? I mean, talk about a dick move. It's a dick move. You separate Daniel from his cat. <laughs> Lindsay Sparks would love to see a backstory on Skidmark on Facebook. Uh... Doctor Nicholas says, "Did I just had, did I just hear Khaleesi? Yes, Khaleesi is a member of ours on YouTube. The Mother of Dragons watches Dead Talk live. Anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Uh, Khaleesi agrees it was a dick move. It was. Virginia did not have to do that, but." We've seen it before in people like Negan. Anyway guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had a blast recounting yesterday's episodes. Amazing episodes of Fear the Walking Dead season 6 premiere. The Walking Dead World Beyond episode 2. Tomorrow we have special guest Lorenzo James Henry who played Chris on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, It's going to be some great insight into the original cast of fear the walking dead and a very complex character in regards to chris uh travis's son please tune in and watch that tomorrow i am very excited uh hope you all have a good night uh stay safe i'll be back on the air again tomorrow with our special guest lorenzo and until then guys remember stay walking Thank okay. you.